Good morning, Big Ten fans. Welcome back to another edition of the Big Ten Morning Minutes. I'm your host, Mike Chen. Give me a follow on Twitter, at Mike F. Chen. Follow the show site over there as well, at Big Ten MM. It is Wednesday, December 9th, 2020, and for the first time in over 100 years, Ohio State and Michigan will not be played this year. Yesterday, the game was canceled due to COVID issues inside the Michigan program. Now, it's funny that it looked like everything was trending in the right way on Monday. Uh, Yesterday, they flip-flopped initially. They canceled the media availability. Then it was back on, and then they canceled it. And when they canceled it early this morning, uh, you had the idea that it just wasn't going to go. Uh, Ryan Day is asking for the Big Ten to clearly change the rules regarding the Big Ten championship. Now, uh, you know, I'm I'm not sure uh, if that is going to happen, to be honest with you. And I've said it multiple times. Uh, Kevin Warren has been pretty firm with what he's looking for, what he's trying to do. And uh, unfortunately for the Buckeyes, they're under that six-game limit. That's what they said. That's what they said that was going to happen. And, you know, Kevin Warren has already flip-flopped and, and is with the season, and he's looked pretty bad doing it. Uh, I wonder if he's going to continue to flip-flop, and he's just going to say, you know what, it is what it is. Uh, Ohio State doesn't qualify. Indiana would be the team uh, that represents the East. So in this scenario, if the Big Ten does not change anything, we're looking at an Indiana Northwestern Big Ten championship game in two weekends. I'm not sure what's going to go on. I'm not sure if the school, specifically Ohio State, is going to be allowed to play a game outside of the conference because that's what it's going to take. There's no way that they're going to be able to play a game in the conference because it's Wednesday. Yeah, it happened yesterday, but the Big Ten would have had to say yesterday, immediately, all right, Ohio State, you can go out and find an opponent. Now, if we look and see what happened last week, Coastal Carolina had it lined up that if they weren't able to play Liberty, that they were going to play BYU. They had it ready. Ohio State, I don't know if they had anything ready. It doesn't seem like it, and unfortunately for them, uh, it it probably isn't going to happen. The rumor that I told you yesterday about Uh, Maryland being potentially asked to be ready to play Ohio State, it doesn't look like that is going to be the case. It doesn't seem as if the league is going to change the schedule to get Ohio State to six games. Uh, That's an interesting issue here. And even more, as it compounded last night, the college football playoff rankings came out and the Buckeyes were at four again for the second week in a row. And this, I think, has to be seen as a good sign for the Buckeyes. But the problem is, is that it's not this week's rankings. It's going to be next week's rankings. Because if the committee said, all right, well, we kept them at four. And, and Gary Barta wasn't you know, 100% about this. But he did mention that. By having the Buckeyes at four because they had another data point. Now, this weekend, if they don't have another data point and 
you know, Texas A&M is off, so they don't have another data point. Uh, I, I'm not 100% sure what Florida's schedule looks like. They won't have another data point. Uh, I believe the Big 12 championship uh, won't be played for another two weeks, so Iowa State won't have another data point. There's a potential that Ohio State could still be at the fourth spot. But who the hell knows? Now, we all know that the college football playoff committee isn't going to look at the amount of games being played in this crazy season. It just doesn't make sense to do that. So there's a hundred percent of potential that the, the Buckeyes could be, you know, not in the big 10 championship game, but still qualify for the college football playoffs. Similar to what happened a few years ago when Penn state won the conference and the college football playoff committee elected for Ohio State to be the representative for them. I believe that was in uh, 2016. And I just don't feel like it really matters for Ohio State. I think if they ultimately end the year 6-0 and all, and enough, you know, they'll, they'll probably face, uh, you know, on the other side, it's it's tough to say who exactly they'll face right now because there's still some teams. But, you know, say they face Iowa. You know, Iowa's going to be a, a mid-tier, you know, during championship week. Because remember, everyone's playing during championship week. Everyone's getting a shot in that last week. It's not just the Big Ten title game. The plan was to play eight regular season and then the plus one, the postseason of the championship week, which I absolutely love. I will reiterate that. I think the Big Ten should do this every year. I think that it's absolutely fantastic. You know, cut a conference game out during the season and add the championship week at the end of the year. But let's get back to the current scenario. Ohio State would potentially play an Iowa team on the other side from the West. And, you know, like I said, Iowa's Right now, they're the fourth-ranked team inside the Big Ten. Indiana is 12. Northwestern is 14. Iowa is 16. Uh, that's the; Those are the only three teams inside the uh, top 25 for the Big Ten and the college football playoff. But it, it'd still be a, a top 25 matchup for Ohio State and another data point. And if they beat Iowa fairly soundly, then I think they have a very solid argument that they should be in the college football playoff. Now, I don't think that – I think they've maxed out at their ranking unless uh, absolute chaos happens in front of them. I, I really do. Uh, I, I, I just can't see – you know, even if Notre Dame loses to Clemson in the ACC championship game in two weeks, uh, I, I just don't see – Ohio State jumping either one of those teams due to the amount of games played. I think that four is their ceiling. Uh, so say Clemson beats Notre Dame, and then I think Clemson goes to the two spot, Notre Dame goes to the three spot, Ohio State stays in the four. I just don't see you know Florida beating Alabama in the SEC championship game. But there's a potential that that could happen. If that happens... There is a 100% potential that the Buckeyes could get pushed out. So you don't want to see chaos in the SEC. You want to say status quo. We're rooting for Alabama. The Big Ten is if you want to see a Big Ten team in the conference championship game. So you need 
Alabama to continue their impressive streak and run and, and just finish the season undefeated with an SEC championship and, you know, gives Florida that second loss and then Texas A&M will just be that, uh, that last school looking in is what it would be. But who the hell knows? Who the hell knows? Uh, and staying with the Ohio State-Michigan theme that we started off the show with, uh, we're going to stay in Ann Arbor and talk about Jim Harbaugh's future. Uh, like I told you yesterday, uh, John Bacon uh, came out and said that Jim Harbaugh has been offered a contract extension, uh, lowered annual salaries, but uh, very much he can make up that money with performance incentives. So, uh, you know, it's it's something that right now is a little weird to, to put out there, but it all this has to do with recruiting. Recruits don't want a lame duck coach. Uh, Ward Emanuel did say that they're not yesterday that they're not going to uh, really have in-depth conversations with Harbaugh about his future until after the season is over. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens uh, because I don't think that Michigan's going to take a bowl game this year. Anybody play, remember this year, odd year, if you're invited by a bowl game, you can go. There is no minimum qualifications like in years past. There is no six-win minimum. Michigan technically at two and four could go to a bowl game. They could. Will they? I don't think so. I think that they, they just kind of want this season to end. It's been uh, full of turmoil. And you know, missing out in the Ohio State game just adds insult to injury. But uh, what we do know is, is that uh, we're Still going to be waiting and waiting another couple of weeks to find out what Michigan's course is with Jim Harbaugh. More COVID news, unfortunately, uh, just like Ohio State Michigan getting canceled, the Indiana-Purdue game, that is uh, trending in the wrong direction. Both teams yesterday had to pause uh, activities due to a rise in COVID-19 cases. So this is, uh, you know, this is getting... Pretty crazy right now. It is, unfortunately, uh, but this is kind of the climate that we're in. And, you know, it it is normal. I hate to say it, but uh, it's what the new norm is. And it's not just affecting football as well. It's affecting basketball because the ACC Big Ten Challenge was going on right now. Uh, speaking of, I'll go over those games in just a moment. But there was going to be a huge game tonight, a big game tonight, that was going to pit two top ten teams together. That's not going to happen. Actually, I'm sorry, Virginia is not a top ten team. Virginia is 18th. Michigan State, Virginia has been canceled. That one was the biggie tonight. That one was the game. Unfortunately, that one is not going to go on. Virginia is having issues with the virus in their program, and they didn't want to put Ohio State at risk. So therefore, I'm sorry, Ohio State, uh, Michigan State at risk. So therefore, uh, they decided that they're going to cancel this one. They're going to cancel this one. But going back to last night's games, what a start to the ACC Big Ten Challenge for the conference. Multiple big-time wins and a couple upsets. Penn State, most notably, with a big upset there. They trounced Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech was 15th in the nation coming into this game, 4-0. and Well, the Nittany Lions were 
all over them. 75 to 55, a 20 point win. That is a massive win there. And to be honest with you, the Big Ten absolutely swept Tuesday in the ACC Big Ten Challenge. Ohio State beat Notre Dame 90 to 85. That one was a back and forth contest. Uh, Notre Dame looked like they had a potential chance, but unfortunately at the end, uh, EJ Liddell took over, uh, ended up with a double-double, a very nice game for them, and uh, ultimately got the W. The other, There's two huge ones last night, uh, Iowa and North Carolina. Uh, the Tar Heels, uh, they've been up and down. They had a bad season last year, and they're starting to turn it around, but they're not quite there yet, and they're not quite there yet to battle a national championship level Iowa Hawkeyes because they ultimately won this one uh, 93 to 80. And, you know, Luca Garza wasn't typical Luca Garza. Uh, a little bit surprising on that one. Uh, ended up with 16 points. He was the fourth leading scorer, <clears throat> excuse me, on the team. Only shot six of 20 from the field. Uh, had 14 boards though. Was in some foul trouble, but you know that's this is a game that Jordan Bohannon took over. He was not the best uh, from three. 17 of 16. He took a ton of threes, but he ultimately ended up with 24 points. Um, you know, Joe Wieskamp had 19. He had a really good game, 19 points and uh, nine boards. And then C.J. Frederick, also uh, a good game. He had 21 points, a couple steals. Both Wieskamp and Frederick shot 5 of 7 from three-point land. So that was the difference in that one. And then the other big one was Illinois taking on Duke, the Fighting Illini. Like I said the other day, it was a learning experience for them against Baylor, and they were just going to get better. Kofi Coburn in this one against Duke stayed out of foul trouble, did what he does, clogged the lane, effective from the field, four of nine from the field. He ended up with 13 points, eight boards, uh, had a couple blocks, only four fouls. That was the key. Ayo Desumu also shot so much better in this game. And when this young man shoots, at a high percentage, the Illini are in a good position to win. The leading score for the winning Illini, 18 points on 6 of 11 shooting. He added 12 boards along with 5 assists. That is the kind of performance that you would expect from your All-American. Not what he did against Baylor. Same with Coburn. Huge, huge performances. And once again, uh, my front runner for six man of the year inside the Big Ten, Georgie Bihanishvili, 11 points, five boards, an assist, a block. He was absolutely fantastic. It plays great D. He's just a leader out there. And you know the, the Illini got a pretty easy win in this one. Uh, they got off to a fast start. It was a 43-29 to 29 Lead at half ended up 83 to 68 win over number 10 Duke. The best win for the Illini early on in this season. And I'll tell you what, like I said, that the game against Baylor just showed them how good they actually were. They were close in that one. The score is not going to indicate it, but they were close. 
And all it showed the bench and the rest of the team is that they can hang with the big dogs. And that's exactly what they did. That's exactly what they did. Because if you look at the recruiting rankings, Duke is going to pretty much beat out everybody. If you just put it on paper, Duke beats everybody. But that's not how games are played. And congratulations to the Fighting Illini. That, that's a huge win for them and a huge confidence booster as well. Uh, Rutgers kept home court. They beat Syracuse 79-69. to uh, Ron Harper Jr., you know, he's uh, he's the dude. He's the guy. And he was absolutely fantastic last night. Ended up with 26 points on 9 of 13 shooting. He got seven boards and a couple assists. That's what you expect out of Ron Harper Jr. He is the leader of that team. Uh, Purdue, oh, actually, I'm sorry. The uh, the Boilermakers lost that game. I was watching that one, and, and they were they were cruising in the first half, and I just assumed that they won. But, wow, they, uh, they, they choked in the second half, allowed 44 points to Miami, uh, Miami, Ultimately ended up winning 58-54. to That's a surprising L for the Boilermakers. It is. It's an unfortunate one. And then the final game that was played last night, Minnesota took on Boston College. It took uh, the Gophers overtime to beat the Eagles, but they did it. 85-80. to So, again, the, the Big Ten won all games but one. There are three games on the slate, and uh, I'm sorry, four games on the slate tonight. Uh, and unfortunately, that Michigan State-Virginia game, that got canned. Uh, so there are no ranked teams matchups tonight, but uh, still some solid games. Uh, probably the game of the night, my estimation, uh, would be Indiana taking on Florida State. Uh, another intriguing game, early game as well. Uh, Maryland will be taking on Clemson at 4 o'clock. That Indiana Florida State games the 6:15 contest along with Georgia Tech and Nebraska. That one's 6:15. And then the night game in Evanston, Pittsburgh takes on Northwestern. And that will do it for me this morning on your Big Ten Morning Minutes. Once again, I appreciate the listen. Go ahead and give me a follow on Twitter at Mike F. Chan. Follow the show site over there as well at Big Ten MM. Rate us, review us, share us on all of your listening platforms. Have a great Wednesday, Big Ten fans. I'll talk to you tomorrow morning.